Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. In on the breakaway, McDavid Honestly, it's just impressive. I don't think my English is good enough to find another word for it right now. And the century mark has been achieved in game 53. It solidifies he's one of the top players to ever play the game. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. McDavid, 500 points. I'm James Neal. They're trading heavy leather here. Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers. Leon Dreisaitl, one-timer from an impossible angle. Fun years are, are still ahead here in Edmonton. This is Mike Smith. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Yes, the Pooley Army back bar and in. Love save made by Smith. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. The Edmonton Oilers clinch the playoff spot. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you Monday through Friday by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. All right, let's cut the chase here. Brendan Escott is 37 feet away from me in the 630 Ched main studio. I'm in the boardroom where we called uh, Oilers road games all season long. To what did we owe opening up with that song from the early 1990s? Oh, can't just be a good day for that. Uh, EMF's unbelievable hits number one on the U.S. singles charts uh, 30 years ago today, 1991. Wow, I'm getting old. Uh, this is uh, Oilers now again, and uh, it is a Tuesday, which means Sportsnet Specmark Specter for the horses in horse racing Alberta. A reminder that live thoroughbred racing is back at Century Mile Friday and Sunday evenings. Back to full fan access, but you can always watch and wager online. As well as hbibet.com. We will tell you the post time is at 6.15. Spec will join us for an hour. We'll have several storylines for you. The NHL uh, expansion draft is coming up for the Seattle Kraken, which will take place tomorrow. Uh, interesting. I, I had a couple individuals around the league ask me my thoughts on who I thought would end up going. And uh, yeah, we might get into that debate a little bit later on. Uh We'll also tell you that the NHL entry draft takes place Friday and Saturday. And Oilers Radio and 630 Chet is home for live coverage of the 2021 NHL draft. Find out who goes first overall and who the Oilers will end up taking at number 19. 
Tune in for full coverage of round one beginning at 5 p.m. Uh, with Reed Wilkins and myself on Friday. Uh, we'll go about 5 to 9 on Friday and then uh, pick things up Saturday for rounds two through seven. Of course, the Oilers don't have a second and a third at this stage. And uh, we'll get into it uh, Saturday beginning at 10 a.m. The 2021 NHL Draft brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork, a legacy of excellence on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad, 630 Chad, the play-by-play voice of both the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks. Uh, Oilers releasing their preseason schedule today. We'll have some thoughts on that coming up on NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing Company Branded Apparel. Products and awards all created in-house shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. There's an old saying amongst uh, people in the radio business, go to the mouth of the lion. In other words, uh, you got to talk about the number one story. Uh, It used to be called Water Cooler Conversation. Yesterday, unquestionably, it was Luke Prokop, uh, the Edmonton area product of the National Predators, who again... I 100% believe the Edmonton Oilers were going to take in the third round, but the Predators got them four picks before Edmonton, which resulted in the Oilers working out a deal with the San Jose Sharks to trade back and pick up an extra draft choice. Yesterday, uh, Luke Prokop came out as uh, the first NHL contracted player uh, to come out as gay. And uh, we had Luke on the show. He did uh, a massive amount of media yesterday. I know that ESPN in the States, uh, Emily Kaplan had a wonderful story. Uh, Elliot Friedman had him on his 31 Thoughts podcast. Uh, Pierre Lebrun on both TSN and on the Athletic. I know we tweeted that story out as well. As we go into our winners now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings at Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. We had Luke tell his story. The response, I just want to point out, I didn't get a chance to get back to all of the texts. Uh, there was probably, just during the course of the Luke Prokop interview, roughly 300 uh, plus texts in about uh, 12 to 14 minutes of that interview. And uh, the support uh, for Luke, uh, it, it, it reflects very positively uh, on people that are you know, for the, the, I don't think there's any debate that we've moved to a place where we're at a, a better place and encouraging uh, people, regardless of background and preference and those sort of things, to be uh, included. And that's the direction we're going, and that's a good thing. So into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, Luke Prokop yesterday on Oilers Now, uh, coming out to his uh, hockey peers amid stigmas that are out there. They're good. I mean, obviously, that's one big worry is hockey and how the hockey world was going to take it. And again, you know, I kind of got to the point where there's a reason I did it now, and it's it's because I I don't really care about what other what other people think. You know, I have so much support from my friends, family, and some of my teammates. Even that I have that group around me that I don't need. You know, the negative the negative talk from other people. That obviously is going to be there. I'm not naive. You know, some people don't think it's right. Um, but no, it's 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 been really good and. Um, and I'm happy. I'm happy with, with with everything that's going on. All right. So uh, it, it was the number one story in hockey yesterday, uh, Brendan. You, again, we talked a little about this. A little bit different. Uh, put it this way: you weren't even born when that song that we opened up with went number one back in 1991. Uh, that's those were my uh, nightclub years when uh, when that occurred. My nightclub years landed, you know, most guys' nightclub years are about a four- or five-year window. Mine was about a decade, so you can uh, interpret that any way you want. But 
just uh, just a thought from your perspective on the overall breadth of coverage that was on that uh, involving Luke, and uh, I think the courage that it uh, that, that it took. I, I got to ask you this though: you heard Al May as well. And, you know, Al's an old-school guy, and he said, you know what, his teammates are going to support him. This is going to be a real interesting player to watch in the future uh, for the Nashville Predators, given uh, that he has, uh, you know, put his name out there and uh, said who he is. And he's going to be watched closely, isn't he? I think he is, but I think that over time he's going to be watched more closely for himself as a hockey player than a representative of the gay community, you know, because he is paving the way for others to fill, you know, in the... In his footsteps, if you will. You know, he is not going to be the last one to come out in the NHL. He's now the first. So um, you talk about the courage that it took for a 19-year-old kid to be willing to just, you know, take on everything that he did yesterday in terms of the media coverage. And now, you know, he gets to step forward in his life and his career. So I'm excited to watch uh, really how he continues, as he mentioned, Bob, growing on the ice now that he's able to do so more freely. It's interesting. I saw Calgary play twice at the downtown community arena. When you're that close, like Cam Moon and myself, I think we're the only guys consistently at games. Um, I saw eight of the Oil Kings games this year. Gunther played in six of them before he went to the U18s. Sebastian Coase, and we're going to talk more about the Oilers' 19th overall pick. He started seven of those eight games. I saw Calgary play twice. Josh Prokop, for me, was the best player in both games for the Hitman. The Hitman had a big team, and Edmonton didn't. Uh, and the Hitman had some toughness in their lineup. Edmonton acquired some in the offseason with a trade with the Red Deer Rebels, but they didn't have it during the course of the regular season. I, I thought Luke Prokop played kind of a quiet game, and as a six foot five right-shot player with some older, more experienced veteran defensemen, that played a louder game. It was, it was interesting to watch because you're kind of, you know, he's a silky sort of smooth player. He, it, I didn't see a huge amount of bite in his game, but he didn't need to have it because of the type of team the Calgary had played. Prokop was really impressive. Uh, Josh Prokop was really impressive in those games. And as I mentioned yesterday's show, and I'll, you know, I'll let the I'll give you a little bit of a tease here. Uh, Josh Prokop will be going to Bakersfield, not on an NHL deal, but uh, with an opportunity to go to training camp uh, with Bakersfield. The Condors last year had multiple players play on what's known as American League deals or AHL East Coast League deals, and Josh is going to have that opportunity for half a year to evaluate where he's at because he's also... uh, you know, committed to the University of Alberta Golden Bears program with Ian Herbers as well. So it's going to be interesting to watch both those kids carrying forward here. And it would not surprise me if Luke Prokop actually ended up getting uh, moved uh, during the course of the season because I think Calgary's about to encounter a little bit of a rebuild. And one team that will not be rebuilding are the Edmonton Oil Kings. They are going to have a top flight. They're going to have two guys that are going to go in the top 20 of the NHL draft this year. Yesterday, uh, TSN's Bob McKenzie came out with his list, which is a, a compilation of 10 scouts from around the league. And Dylan Gunther had dropped from uh, sort of a tie for second to six. But with the full belief, McKenzie said that anybody that sort of two through six could end up two through six. I believe Gunther will go no lower than third in the NHL draft. As for Sebastian Cosa, um, 
The Oilers, Craig Button did a mock draft. The, he had Button at 19 to Edmonton. I would suggest to you the Oilers would be incredibly lucky to get Sebastian Coase at this stage at 19. Both Ottawa and Chicago, Ottawa's got a lot of prospect goaltenders. I could see both Ottawa and Chicago drafting goalies. And you got Lucas, uh, uh, you got Wallstadt, the goaltender out of Sweden. And then you got Kosa. They are both represented by Edmonton's Jerry Johansson. And it would not surprise me if they ended up uh, both in the top, top 12 of the NHL entry draft. So we're going to have a little bit of conversation with Mark Spector coming up on that. Um, there is a player that has fallen a little bit. And I haven't, Tyler Wright gave up nothing during the course of his interview with us. And I'd kind of be interested to see where the Oilers scouts have uh, Atu Rati. And I, I realize it's pronounced like Rata, uh, but uh, he's a guy that a lot of people thought was going to be a consensus top five pick for this draft year. He had a real tough year in Finland. Did not play in the World Juniors. Sometimes in odd years, and this would be an odd year, players maybe draw. I remember when Peter Sikora dropped significantly. He was a pretty good player. If the Oilers don't get a Kosa, like if he's not sitting there, either way, I think they have to consider looking at forwards with skill. Just because of the fact they got a lot of defense prospects. They don't have that same depth at forward. So I'm going to be really intrigued to see what happens. All right. Uh, it is 12 18 at Edmonton. We've got a lot of separate reports out there involving Adam Larson. And I must tell you. Uh, I, for one, do not believe that there's, quote-unquote, a deal in a drawer for Adam Larson. And the longer we go, and of course, we're basically in a freeze right now until the Seattle expansion draft. Seattle actually makes their picks or does their trades or has all that stuff in place by tomorrow, uh, no later than the uh, late morning. And then the NHL puts it together with Seattle uh, later on that night. Um at this stage, the longer it goes, the more I become concerned about Adam Larson. Just because the more open there is to discussion, it increases to me the possibility that Adam may leave. So I'm going to throw this out there to you right now. And you can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We know that Larson provides a specific type of thing that the Oilers' defense needs. Size, physicality, the ability to, to kill penalties, defensive defense, play, and leadership. If Edmonton theoretically were to lose, if Larson were to leave the organization, and which is his prerogative, now it might be a byproduct that he's going to go to free agency, dips his toes in the water of free agency, and realizes, you know what, Edmonton's the best situation. I'm going to, you know, sign an Edmonton. That, that is entirely possible. Again, I do not believe that there's a verbal commitment on a deal to the drawer. And the other thing is, I'm from the school. Until a deal is signed, sealed, and delivered, signed, sealed, and delivered, um, you don't count your chickens before they're hatched. I explained yesterday. In 2007, there were two back-to-back situations that occurred. Uh, one with Ryan Smith's camp, just before Smith was ultimately traded to the New York Islanders. I believe the perception was that uh, there was a deal that was done, and then more money got asked for by the agency. Okay? And it may have happened more than once in the final 24 hours of that negotiation. 
And then we all know what happened with Michael Nylander in the summer of 2007. The Oilers believe they had a verbal commitment from uh, Mike Gillis on July the 1st. <laughs> I reported it July 2nd. I get a call from Mark Spector. Larry Brooks uh, is saying Nylander, who'd put up 79 and 83-point seasons the two years before with the Rangers. Larry Brooks was reporting that Nylander was going to Washington. And I remember hosting the show, Total Sports. And I didn't want to reveal my source as to who had told me that Nylander had committed here. And the next day, the Edmonton Oilers actually put out a release explaining that they believed that a commitment had been made. So, on that note... Until a player is officially signed, never say never. I know people say, well, Bob, it shouldn't matter. Verbal commitment's a verbal commitment. Well, again, once bitten, twice shy. You know what I'm saying? So I want to know from you. All right, let's just say worst case scenario. Edmonton doesn't get Adam Larson. Who do you backfill to replace that? And again, I'm not saying 100% that Larson's not coming back. I want to know what the solutions are from you. You can text us on our Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. We will take some potential calls here in the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Um, they just wrap, are in the process of wrapping up the market. It's a huge success. So out of the River Cree Friday night, it was packed. The patio opened daily to all ages from the River Cree at the River Cree from 11 a.m. until 11 p.m. The province is back up, Adam. Adam, so too is the River Cree Resort Casino. You can wear a mask uh, in the building. You don't have to wear a mask in the building. They have masks for you to wear in the casino if you forgot your mask. And uh, all of the various establishments within the context of the River Cree, so that includes Italia, Tap 25, uh, all Fat Burger, all those locations are fully open as well. The River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. We'll probably take calls today at around 135. We haven't taken a lot. Uh, we'll be taking some today at 135. And you can text us, as I mentioned, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan Escott, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. At 123 in Edmonton, we'll take a timeout, and when we come back, we'll get into the Oilers Now audio vault for direct work. Where, uh, check that. We're going to go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. All right, uh, 1225 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Our top story presented by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Get your AC today with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. And again, uh, the upcoming expansion draft tomorrow involving the Seattle Kraken. My best guess on the Oilers, I, I know a lot of fans think that uh, Seattle's going to take Tyler Benson. I don't believe that to be the case. I believe the Kraken will end up taking Jujar Kara. All right, NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, company-branded apparel, products, and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Had a good conversation with Drew Shamahorn today from Elite 
and uh, via the phone, some interesting perspectives on all things hockey guy that uh, at one time was part of the ownership group of the Spruce Grove Saints and uh, 37 feet away in the 630 Jet Main Studios in the Chorus Building, the city's southeast side. Here's Brandon Escott. Well, the Oilers' preseason schedule is out, as you mentioned. It starts with a bang down the QE2 on Sunday, September 26th against the Calgary Flames. Then the Seattle Kraken invade Rogers Place two nights later, September 26th. 28th. Three more home contests unfolding October 2nd, 4th, and 7th against the Jets, again with the Flames and then the Vancouver Canucks. It has been uh, widely discussed for a few days now. It sounds like Chris Dreger and the Seattle Kraken are closing in on a three-year deal worth about $3.5 million per season. This is the legal tampering window where Seattle can speak to any unprotected player. And the Oil Kings signing their import, import uh, draft selection rather, Jakob Demick, to a uh, standard player agreement. Six foot four, 195 pound centerman. He was taken 47th overall in the CHL import draft. Go to Slovakia where he did represent his country at the U18 World Championship. Yeah, he's going to play in their top nine. Again, just one thing to remember about Dylan Gunther. Could see a scenario, he played right wing last year. Could see a scenario where he ends up at center this year. Um, Logic dictates he's going to be back in the WHL again. I think he's going third. If Anaheim doesn't make a trade, I think the Ducks are going to take him at number three overall. Anaheim could use – they could use some skill up front. They could use a shooter, and that's what Dylan Gunther is. So we'll have to wait and see uh, in that regard as to what ends up transpiring. Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta, live thoroughbred racing at Century Mile Friday and Sunday evening. They're back to full fan access out at Century Mile, but you can also watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Post time again, 6.15. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Sportsnet's back. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.